everyone. Welcome back to Badassery Podcast. It's Alexa here, your host. Long time no talk is all I have to say. It's been a while since I've sat in front of the mic. I think the last episode I posted was end of March, early April. And, you know, here we are now, the beginning of November, um, now doing a podcast. I don't know how many of you guys are loyal listeners, but I know I've gotten questions from my friends and everything, but I've seen them, oh, how's the podcast? And I, you know, sheepishly look away saying, yeah, about that. So that's what part of, you know, today's episode it's going to be is just kind of addressing a life update and why I'm kind of getting back to recording and anything else I have to say and kind of how I'm pivoting, you know, what I'm doing going forward. So I'm really excited to, you know, sit down and chat with you all today. So yeah, first things first, it's a beautiful fall day here in Denver. It's, I think, high 50s today, sun's out. You know, you can definitely hear sounds of the lawnmower outside. So sorry if that picks up on the recording here. The weather's great. I'm in a great mood, super creative, super inspired mood, which has been kind of like my Sundays recently. So what better than spending a Sunday afternoon recording a podcast? So that's what I'm doing now, you know? So yeah, since obviously since the last time we've chatted, we've still been in a pandemic. That's, that's for sure. And things have taken some turns. Let's just say that, um, you know, we had the election result come yesterday after like a very long week of anticipating for the selection. We've had rising cases in places, lockdown. So it's been, it's been a wild ride. That's all I have to say. I would have to say that like wild has been my word this year. Just saying, you know, it's so wild. Yeah. So since the spring, I've been in school nonstop trying to finish my master's degree. So obviously in March, we had to go to all remote school. So halfway through my semester, I, instead of going down to campus for my master's class, I finished that online. And then I did a May master class, which took place about mid-May to early June for three weeks. That class was absolutely killer. I don't know how I actually did it. I had a class, it was three weeks, Monday through Thursday for I think it was three and a half, four hours every day, plus working full time. So all I have to say is thank God it was, you know, a work from home situation slash remote schooling, distance learning, um, because I don't know how I would have done it otherwise. That that was a long, that was a long three week period. I would literally get up, read my lesson for the day, work take my break for lunch, do another school-related assignment, work, and then go straight to class. So that was a long three-week period. Then I was in a summer class because I needed one more elective. So that was an eight-week accelerated class as well. And now I'm in my very, very last class, um, which is a normal 16-week class, which feels very weird given how the other two have been so accelerated. So to kind of just take it easy and be like, oh, I actually am not, you know, crazy busy. That said... (laughs) work has been insane. So we usually have a annual conference that we put on at least once a year. And so we just have been working on that and doing that. Um, 
ever since the spring where we announced it was going to be a, you know, digital virtual conference. So I've been super involved with getting content prepped and like, you know, working on that. We had it third week of September. So that's way behind us now. Um, So that's been awesome. You know, it was it was a success. It was a very cool conference. I hadn't seen another virtual conference set up quite like it. So I was really happy to be involved with that. And I think the content that we put together and stuff was awesome. Um, I learned some stuff, watched some awesome sessions. We had people like Padma Lakshmi speak um, from Taste of the Nation. We had Lewis Hamilton speak. We had um, Megan Rapino speak. So it was just like, a really awesome all-star lineup of just speakers. So I loved watching the keynote sessions just to like see what they had to say and their insights, talking to our executives and everything. So I really enjoyed that. So that was amazing. And then I did go on a couple trips. I know don't don't shun don't shun me. But yeah, I went to Florida in August to go visit my brother. He, you know, lives down there. So we ended up taking a trip down, my mom and I, and we went down to the beach for a week and it was just so nice and relaxing to just kind of, you know, be somewhere other than my living room. So that was nice. And then I flew out to New York to meet up with a friend where we did a New England road trip, which was fun. We drove from New York City up to uh, Boston, down through Cape Cod, through like Rhode Island and New Haven and back to the city. So that was a lot of fun. I hadn't really spent a whole lot of time in that part of the country. So it was great to, you know, see it by car, see all these small towns, see the Yale campus, which was unbelievably beautiful. I could, you know, go on and on about how beautiful the Yale campus was and how much, you know, I wish I could have gone to such a beautiful Ivy League campus. But yeah, and then the big news of all, which I mean, most of the people in my circles know this, is I got a new job. I was actually promoted at work, which was exciting. So now I am the social media manager. I actually just started on this past Monday. So I've literally been in the job for a whole week, but I'm so excited and um, people have like been responding super well to it. So it's been nice to have that as, you know, a new start for a new month and everything. I have a ton of ideas on how to, you know, improve our social media and a ton of like fun experimental ideas I want to try and just like, just want to collaborate with everybody. So it's going to be great to get started on that, um, which is one of the reasons I've kind of picked up podcasting again. And I'll kind of get to that later in the episode, but definitely kind of the change in job from doing content writing to social media is definitely prompting this more creative change, so to speak. And then the other big news is I caved and I got a Peloton. I mean, it's not like, I mean, I, I got the Peloton I ordered it like late April, didn't come till June. So I've had it for a good like, what, five months now. Um, It's been great. (laughs) I love it. I, you know, love taking like on-demand workouts on there. I still haven't done anything live, but I should. But like the on-demand classes are like worth it in and of itself. My favorite rides are all the themed ones that are like maybe artist themed or kind of like movie themed or decade themed or something like that. Like last week, I did a chain smokers ride. And before that, the week before that, I did a Lizzo themed ride. And then I definitely did the Hamilton ride. That ride was unbelievable because the soundtrack was 
amazing. If you've watched Hamilton or familiar with it, you know that the soundtrack has this, you know, hip hop rap flair to it, which makes it perfect for spin music. So I've been doing a lot of that. So it's honestly been one of the best investments I've made this year, I would say, especially with gyms not being fully opened. And there's a lot of, you know, lower capacity restrictions and mask restrictions and things like that. So it's nice to just still be able to work out in the comfort of your own home. And it's especially nice like going into the winter because I don't like working out in a cold area in the winter. Like I am not an outside runner or anything like that. So if I can work out in a temperature controlled area with my bike, that is fabulous. So yeah, that's that's kind of what's been going on in my life. So I wanted to you know, introduce the theme of this episode. It's kind of like a life update, obviously. And then kind of how I'm going to be pivoting, I think, going into the new year, because I think that's interesting, like, especially when we set our goals and everything is like, you know, how do you pivot when things change or you have a sudden revelation or an epiphany of, hey, like this actually sounds great. So I kind of want to talk about that a little bit and kind of how I envision this podcast going and everything like that going into the future and into next year. Because by no means my master podcaster, but you know, I want it to be fun. I want it to be something that is kind of like a diary of me, my observations, et cetera, et cetera. The first thing I kind of want to touch on is kind of this idea of manifesting in the time of COVID. And everyone's like, oh, manifesting, like, does that actually work? Like, you know, we've all heard of what's called, quote, the secret, like that whole documentary and book series about how manifesting can, you know, give you like your life's wildest dreams. Okay, guys, I thought that was a bunch of malarkey, but that shit works. Like, there's no way else to put it like that shit works because during COVID for me and still going on this year, I think I've, I would say I've kind of felt like I've handled it in a better sense. Like I've been trying to use the time I've had to work on home projects or creative projects or something that like I wouldn't have done if I didn't have the time. So it's been a really, really useful time period for me and just kind of the self-realization, self-reflecting, figuring out what I want, you know, figuring out what my goals are, where I want to be, who do I want to end up as, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the biggest example of that is, you know, kind of just you know, this promotion, because I've been looking since I'm finishing my master's degree up next month, I've been looking for a way to and find a new way to, you know, use all the skills that I have, especially with, you know, the branding side of things. And so I've been like working with people in my company to say like, hey, like, here's what I want to do. Like, is there an opportunity for this? And, you know, long story short, that's kind of how the social media job came. The previous guy had left um, or announced he was going to leave rather. And I got a phone call, you know, literally an hour before my friend and I were going to hit the road in New York when I was there working remotely before we were going to go on this road trip saying like, hey, you know, I have an idea I want to run by you. Would you be interested in the social media position? And it turns out that he, he being my vice president of my group in marketing, had heard the idea from our, one of our, uh, another marketing VP, because I had said to her an email a couple years ago about brand and 
you know, what I was looking for and stuff like that. And later when I talked to her, she's like, yeah, like we take this stuff seriously. Like, you know, we want our people to grow in opportunities. So that's why I thought of you for this position. So it turns out just because I sent that email and I, you know, saw that need is one of the reasons I ended up in this position, which I think is insane. Like I, you know, didn't think that an email I had sent two years ago was going to have that big of an impact, but it did. So I just, I don't know. I, the whole thing just blows me away. I just, it's crazy. And social media is one of those things where I've always had a knack for it. Like I was that person when I was a teenager, I want to say like 13, 14, 15 years old, like around that time, early high school, where I had the social media accounts behind my parents' back thinking they wouldn't find out. And lo and behold, my parents are master Googlers or in slash my brother is a master Googler and found out and you know, I got ratted out. So was banned basically from having social media. And I finally convinced my parents to let me have it my senior year of high school because at that point I was turning 18 and I'm like, hey, it's my privacy, my decision, how I want to handle myself. And, you know, I need to start making these decisions. So they agreed, let me have it when I was like a senior in high school. But before that was like the, the big thing is having, you know, Facebook, really just Facebook, I think, really because a lot of the friends I had gone to like summer camp with and stuff, the only really way you could have their phone number, but everyone was on Facebook because they're like, Instagram wasn't really popular at the time yet. Same with Snapchat. Twitter was like a new-ish social media platform, but everybody was on Facebook. Like I'm talking like 2009, 2010. So I get that and I start, you know, using Facebook and everything and I dabble into Twitter. Like I've had, you know, Twitter forever. I think since I got reactivated in my Facebook back in 2012, I would say. So I've had that. Um, I got on the Instagram train and the Snapchat train when it was like still very early because I had like heard about it and heard people talk about it or heard it online or something like that. So I just got that and I remember having it on my iPod Touch, okay? I didn't get an iPhone until my senior year of high school, so but I had an iPod Touch. So I had my Instagram on there and my Snapchat in the early days. I was also big on Tumblr. Not so much big on Tumblr anymore, but like the fandoms are great. I love looking at things like OTP and AU and like all those other fun terms for some of these fandoms I was really, really into. Um, not so much anymore. But yeah, so social media, long story short, has been a really kind of integral part of, you know, my interests and stuff. And even getting into college, like I would use it a ton on a personal level. And, you know, starting when I was with College Avenue, really trying to grow it on a, I guess, quasi professional level, um, just because, you know, we needed a way to get our stories out. And we were trying to keep everything under the collegiate umbrella. So I would, you know, work with our social media manager to figure out how to like do College Avenue posts and, you know, things like that. And like, run our like take over our Instagram when we'd have a new issue come out and you know just things like that like I just always had loved it and knew that I wanted to kind of incorporate it into my interests and 
job going forward. So fast forward, me getting out of school and everything, I uh, was looking for some way to just get some freelance work and stuff. So I was suggested by my dad to go work at the Denver Greek Festival and volunteer on their marketing committee. And so I was running the social media and running the blog for the festival, which was great because everyone everyone took notice of the social media. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're doing such a great job. Like, it looks so great. And like, in the last couple of years, not to toot my own horn, but we had some of the, I would say, biggest crowds and biggest revenues in the last, since in the last, you know, five, 10 years. So I do, I have a feeling some of it is contribute to social media at least because our people are very word of mouth and social media really does help amplify word of mouth. So yeah. And, you know, fast forward now, like I'm very, even before I got this job, I was very vocal on social for like, you know, my opinions and stuff. And people are like, oh, you're so funny on Twitter, whatever. Um, So I was like doing that, sharing our articles, sharing, like amplifying our stuff on LinkedIn. So it was kind of almost a no brainer of like that I would be a good person for this just because I was interested in it and really liked it. But I think once people knew more and are knowing more of like my background with social, they're like, yeah, okay. Like they understand that like, this isn't like just a fluke that like why, you know, I'm excelling at this already. It's because I've taken part in the trends and I've been doing this and taking part in social media for so long since I was, you know, an early teenager. Yeah. So now that I'm a social media manager, I have more time to blog and podcast and be creative because I'm not constantly spending my days just writing myself away. And it is a a time suck and it's hard and it's, you know, mentally draining because like I want to do something like I want to get back into blogging. I want to write my book, you know, things like that. But I can't do it if I'm already writing eight, nine hours a day at work. So that's why this job and brings about a new opportunity for me to do some new things. So yeah, so that's my little story, not really story, more like saga of how I became a social media manager and, you know, how I kind of manifested it for myself. And there's just been like some other things that have like worked as well that I'm super proud of. And I think manifesting really does work. So I think that you should work on your goals, work on what you want to achieve and just everything like that. And just, you know, make a vision board and like stuff so you can see what you want to achieve every day. Honestly, it helps. So I want you guys to try it. Like I kind of wanted to introduce like a new segment into this podcast. I know it's probably we're already like 20 minutes in because we've talking about, you know, my life. Um, But I wanted to talk about a few things that like I've been loving lately. One is just doing, you know, memory keeping slash planning in my weekly planner. If anyone knows me, like I'm a stationary addict, I'm a planner addict. I always like to try new things. I still haven't found the quote planner piece yet. I think I'm getting close, but just it's not not there yet. Um, So when the Erin Condren Life Planner launched, I think end of April, I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll do a daily. So I got the daily. And after a month, I was like bored of it. I was like, oh, I really like seeing my week. So I bought a weekly planner. And so after that, I was like, oh, well, I'm not really like using my weekly view because I use my Google calendar and all that. And like things are always changing. So I always have to move things and whatnot. Um, Also, I plan with stickers. So then you can like move stuff easier, but still. 
else. Annoying either way. So I kind of just started to fall. I started following some new people in the planner community, like Planned with Lore and Tattoo Teachered Plans. And they do a lot of memory spreads in their weekly planner. And so I was like, hey, why don't I try it and see how I like it? And so instead of planning the week ahead, I take time Sunday afternoon and just plan what happened during that week, like what actually happened, not what was planned to happen. And guys, I freaking love it. Like, this is the fourth or I think fourth one, fourth one that I did. So I've been doing it for like about a month now and I love it. Like it's such a great creative outlet. I can combine lettering with stickers and, you know, just and photos from like Sprocket and everything and just kind of get a more granular view of like what actually happened that week. So when the year's over, I can like look back at the planner and look at like literally what happened every single week. I mean, I used to do like monthly memory keeping, which I still love the idea of monthly memory keeping, but like weekly, really, really digging it. So um, if you kind of want a way to, you know, memory keep, I would suggest maybe trying to do on a weekly level, especially if you're already a planner. I know some people are like, oh, like I'm so bogged down, but like you just kind of have to make time for it. Like, and just remember the whole thing of done is better than perfect. I cannot tell you how many times I tell people like my sister or my mom, like, hey, just get it done. Like, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, 100% perfect. Like, you know, it can be a work in progress and you can learn for next time. But the whole idea is just get it finished because getting it finished is an accomplishment. So that's kind of how I looked at it with this. It's like, yeah, you can do like perfect memory keeping, but like, are you really actually going to get it done because your perfection is stopping you? So that's kind of like how I looked at it. So now Sunday afternoons, I try to do my memory spread, which is awesome. It's like my favorite part of the week. It's so therapeutic. I turn on some music um, and just like go to town. I don't even like look at the clock. So sometimes it could take like an hour and a half. It could take like two hours. I don't know. Like I don't mind it though, because it's, it's fun. It's crafty and all that. The other thing I'm loving right now is the Queen's Gambit. Guys, if you have not seen this on Netflix yet, add it to your queue right now because it is honest to God, so, so good. It's one of those period dramas. It takes place in like, I think the time period from the late fifties to the late sixties. So the costuming is amazing. The sets are amazing, but like the story is really good too. So if you want like a good drama that like, isn't kind of this, like, you know, too thick to watch, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, super like some dramas are super dense they have filler episodes this one like keeps you on the edge of your seat like you know you want to know what happens it's only seven episodes so you're not like really having a lot of wasted time just waiting to see what's going to happen so I think each minute is like properly placed I'm on episode five now I think so I have three more left I meant to watch some last night but I ended up watching Dancing with the Stars instead um so I need to finish the Queen's Gambit but like so far I love it. So if you need a new show to watch, I highly recommend that one. And the last one that I've been loving, especially in the last month, are essential oil blends. More specifically, ones that are kind of geared towards like fall scents, so like cinnamon and clove and orange and lemon and stuff like that, because it really just adds like this kind of cozy, relaxing type vibe. So I have, I at least have, I try to have one 
going at least once a day. Sometimes I'll do two blends in a day because the diffuser I have can run constantly for about three, three and a half hours. So it just kind of depends, but I've really been enjoying it. And Pinterest is great for blends. So I would just go out there, just search, you know, essential oil blends and see what they come up with. There's a ton on there. So I try a different one every time and really am enjoying it. And then another new segment that I've been also wanting to add on is kind of this whole like tip of the week sort of idea because I'm always like picking up stuff every week, picking up inspiration, observations, etc, etc. So that tip that I especially picked up yesterday was plan, plan, plan for the holidays. Like I know it seems like, oh yeah, that's such a no-brainer, but seriously, like if you wonder if you get stressed out during the holidays and you wonder why, it's probably because you don't really have a plan in place. And I think this year it's been crucial to just kind of have that plan, especially since we might be going into another lockdown, like who knows, but it's nice to have that plan in place. Um, So one of the goals I had this month was to put together a gift plan. So I wanted to figure out, okay, who do I want to give gifts to? What do I want to get them? What do I need? Et cetera, et cetera. So I was working on that um, and it takes like less than an hour. Like, it's so quick, so quick, so easy to just kind of like get your thoughts down on paper and everything like that. I just literally took a piece of like notebook paper and just was like, okay, here's here's what I need. I wrote down a little timeline of like, okay, here's the end date of when I want to finish this. So here's kind of how I have to work backwards. So that helps a lot to just get everything done and ready to execute next month. Like I already ordered my holiday cards. Like I have, you know, who I want to, you know, give gifts to and what kind of what I want to do. And so it's great. It's really easy thing. Also, I know of various companies have like holiday type planners. The one I'm super intrigued by, and I'm not going to get it because I don't really have a use for it at this season of my life is the plum paper holiday planner slash notebook. Like I watched a review video from Julie's plans on it and guys, it seems seems great. Like it seems right up my alley for holiday planning. Like you can plan your budget, you can plan your gifts, you can plan your meals, you can plan your activities, like whatever. And you have it all in one set area. So you don't have to, you know, find that like one little scrap of paper or that one index card with the, you know, the sacred favorite family recipe. So it's kind of nice to just have everything all in one place. But yeah, the more you plan, the more sane you'll be and the easier the holidays will be. Like, trust me on this one. Along those lines, the one thing that I've heard from people is, you know, it doesn't matter what the plan is. It could be whatever you want it to be. But as long as you have a plan, then you're solid, you know, so it doesn't matter like what your plan for gifts are, but have a plan. doesn't matter what your plan is for cooking. Maybe you're going out to a friend's or something for Thanksgiving. Doesn't matter. As long as you write that, going to so-and-so's for Thanksgiving. Great. Done. That's your plan. So it's awesome. So that's my biggest tip of the week. And I would, because I'm very type A, I kid you not, I probably have like six different planners I use for various things. Like I do just recommend taking a few minutes, writing down, just doing a brain dump of your thoughts, especially for the holidays and especially with Black Friday coming up and Cyber Monday, um, because if there's gifts that you can get 
on those days, you can knock that out right then and there. Just have everything shipped to your house, shipped to the recipient. Bada bing, it is done. So yeah, so that was my tip of the week for you all. I'm really hoping that, you know, it helps some of you guys especially get you know, the holidays under control, because I know it can be a very stressful time. And especially in this time with the pandemic, it's can be a lot more stressful. So I hope that helps you guys out. Um, so now I kind of want to shift into this whole idea of female empowerment. I know it doesn't kind of go with my podcast topic, but I did want to touch on it. Like, so obviously you must live under a rock if you didn't hear that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won the won the presidency yesterday morning. It was announced. So which is fantastic. You know, good for them. You know, a good race. Glad to see that it's over. Glad to see people are well, most people I guess are happy. Um, but just wanted to talk, you know, a little bit about female empowerment. Like, cause as we know, Kamala is going to be our first female vice president who is of both uh, Black and South Asia descent, which is awesome. You know, not only do you have a female, you have uh, somebody with a great ethnic background and everything like, you know, being Greek, it's always awesome to see people who have strong heritage and cultural ties, like doing really awesome things in the mainstream. So you have her, but then you also have Amy Coney Barrett. Like, despite what you think about them, I know from what I've seen, people aren't the big aren't the biggest fan. But like, think about it, guys. Like, she is gonna be the third Supreme Court justice that they have on the bench currently, in addition to Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan. You know, so a third of our Supreme Court justices, three of the nine, are women. Like that's still a huge accomplishment. Having a female vice president is a huge accomplishment. So I mean, as women, we can totally you know, pat ourselves on the back for that. So I'm excited to see, you know, what kind of energy that's going to bring. And hopefully this is like the tipping point to start the momentum for more women to be in positions of power, um, not only at the national level, but at the, the state and local levels as well. So it's really nice to see, you know, those two women, you know, kind of blazing a trail for us, like for everybody else going forward. So I really liked that. But the other thing is, you know, talking about women in car maintenance. And I'm going to throw another anecdote in here because it's totally applicable. So there's a stereotype that if you are a woman you will likely get gouged when getting your car maintenance done. They will tell you, oh, you need this, and they will expect you to be gullible and unknowledgeable and all the things. I feel like that definitely happened to me, like, over the past couple days. So long story short, had to get some maintenance done on my car, went to a repair shop that we've our family has been using for years because I'm like, oh, okay, we've been using them. I've gone here like in the past, whatever. So I go and I needed them to diagnose two problems and give me an oil change. Y'all, it was like out the ass expensive. Like they totally just, they gouged me. Like not gonna, not gonna, you know, sugarcoat that. Like they charged me two diagnostic fees my car was there for all day Friday and half a day Saturday. Didn't get a phone call saying like, hey, like, here's your diagnosis. Here's what it's going to cost. And on top of that, the oil change was $75. So 
I'm like telling my parents this, especially my mom. And I'm like, yeah, like this is like what's happening. And they're like, girl, you got gouged. And so my mom came with me because I needed to, you know, somebody to come drive me to the place to pick up my car. And she's like, okay, we're going to go talk to them and like figure out how to get a price reduction and like lower the price tag, especially on the diagnostic. Because like typically if you've ever got car maintenance done, they charge you one diagnostic fee not two for two separate problems. Oh, and by the way, one of the problems like probably was just diagnosed when I told the guy what the problem was. So anyway, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to like learn how to do that and stand up to men, especially maintenance guys at these car repair shops and just kind of like grow a pair and you know, I preach that all the freaking time, but especially when it comes to car maintenance, I am chicken shit when it comes to actually like arguing. Cause I'm like the type, I don't like confrontation whatsoever. So I won't engage in it. I'm just will like smile and nod my head, move on and just, you know, not make that mistake again. But no, we stood up to them, was able to get the diag dropped, which was nice. But again, not going to go to them again. So I just wanted to talk about those two instances of kind of like this, you know, female empowerment. But like, yeah, <sighs> don't let people jack you around, guys. You just you just can't, especially, you know, people who are in these like auto repair industries who, you know, think women don't know anything and it's like oh is that really how it works it's like uh yeah I know how it works thank you so you know just things like that but yeah so you know how that we've talked about all that and everything I just want to lastly kind of talk about how I'm pivoting both this podcast my business and all the things kind of going forward into 2021 so you know firstly with this podcast I mean, as many of you know who kind of listened at first, that I wanted the podcast to kind of just being about like being your true badass self, like what tips and tricks that you can use to achieve that. And while I still love all that, I just want it to be more of a true representation of myself, if that makes sense. Like I want to incorporate more of my observations and more of things that I pick up and things that I get inspired by and just thoughts that I have because the original name badassery came from, you know, this whole idea of as, well, when I become big, if I were to ever write a memoir, I would want it to be called badassery. So that's kind of like where the name came from. And so like, that's what I want it to be. I want it to kind of almost resemble like a memoir broken up into episodes, like chapters of, okay, like, here's this lesson, here's the context, here's these anecdotes, things like that. I want to, you know, just share all that with you guys. Like, you know, whether my audience is just my closest friends or if it's hundreds of people, like, I just want people to hear what I'm thinking because as we know, as we get older, we don't get to see our friends all the time. Like, yeah, I still talk to my friends, but I mean, I feel like even for my friends, this would be an awesome way for them to just kind of get inside the inner workings of my brain of like, okay, like here's how she's seeing things. And, you know, here's so I can like feel this connection with her, you know, even though we're not seeing each other all the time. So that's kind of, kind of what badassery and like how I want this podcast to kind of turn into like I still want to have like the badassery element to each episode but I also want to kind of pivot this to be more like a diary kind of thing as opposed to just a set 
theme like, oh, how to set your goals, how to time manage, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can read a thousand different articles, but you can get somebody to talk about, you know, me being a 26 year old single female, how my experiences and what my experiences are teaching me and how I'm able to do that, pursue my dreams and set my goals and just really be realistic about timing and everything like that. So I definitely want the podcast to be more of like that. And I definitely want to include segments like talking about my favorites, like I did earlier and like a tip of the week and, you know, just some things that I pick up during the week. Um, kind of like the whole female empowerment thing. Like I just want to do more of that. So then it's not, you know, straight of that, but you get a sense of who I am as a person too. And like, hopefully, you know, you listen and be like, yeah, she's, she's cool or, oh, she's not, you know, whatever. Um, so that's kind of how I'm pivoting the podcast. So I hope with that, it can just kind of be more of a vocal diary where for me, it's not this like heartache of like, oh my God, like I need to come up with something. It can just be me talking. And that's, that's what I like. I like doing that. And of course, I need to work on my public speaking because as you guys know, I and can hear, I use a ton of filler words, which is something I'm working on. One of my goals for the new year, which, you know, I'll probably eventually get to in a podcast, but um, just working on that. But I think the more I actually podcast, the better I'll get at just speaking and just verbally communicating my ideas. The other hand, you have pivoting my business. So... As many of you know, I do have my own business, Bright Eyes Creative. It's a side hustle, but obviously with school and everything, it, it, it's it been non-existent, if I'm going to put it nicely. Um, and one thing I've realized, especially this week, is that with my new job, there are so many more opportunities for to just do more. My boss, my new boss, wants me to get to take like an actual public speaking class to be able to address the company. And for me, I see it as beneficial because I'm like, oh, hey, I can like, you know, go to a speaking engagement and speak on X, Y, and Z as it relates to branding and social media. Like I just see it as so many more doors. And like, I realize that I don't like really creating content for people. Like if it's like, for somebody because like if you've ever like owned a small business for doing work for others like people can get finicky I I don't know if that's the right word but I've been like working on projects with people since like March and nobody's gotten back to me no one's communicating and it's just for me it's really frustrating but like when I do stuff like this like recording a podcast writing a blog whatever creating something I'm doing it for me like I'm not doing it for somebody else so that's kind of you know what I want to do um but like especially with the social media like I feel like I'm right where I need to be in relation to social media and branding and kind of how I can like you know turn that into like a niche area obviously it's still very new because like I just started the job but like I can see so many potential ideas with it that also said I'm you know I started doing the artist way which if you haven't heard of it like look it up because especially if you're feeling like a creative block or you're in a profession where you need to like you want to you know, unleash your creativity, like participate in the artist way. It's like a 12 week. I don't want to say, I don't know what the right word is. It's not rehab, but it's just like a little step-by-step thing that you follow with a book um, of like kind of how to 
unleash your creativity, you know, battle your fears, you know, battle your doubts and stuff when it comes to being creative. But again, it kind of goes along with the done not perfect thing is like we're so afraid of messing up when it comes to being creative that we just don't do it. And that's been one of the things I've been overcoming and trying to overcome in the last like few weeks I've been doing it. I'm on week five starting tomorrow. And like it has helped me, I think, tremendously in kind of just saying like, no, like just create, like, you know, don't stop yourself. And I feel like I've been able to do that a lot more. Um, So like that's been helping me. And like, you know, that said, I want to also incorporate that as a part of my personal brand and like do, you know, lettering and art and whatever and like illustration, graphic design, you know, things like that. Um, So I think right now, at least going forward, I want to probably put Bright Eyes under my whole personal brand and just work on you know, really accentuating my personal brand, whether it's, you know, through content creation or, you know, podcasting or blogging or something like that. And like, maybe that'll turn into an opportunity. I don't know. But like, I kind of just want to work on myself and just work on myself as a brand and really kind of fine tune that and just how I can leverage that as kind of, you know, a quote side hustle. As I think I, f- I feel more confident and stuff about that idea than I do about like, oh, let me just like pour all this time and money into this business that's like not going anywhere. So I'd rather, you know, invest in myself and see where I can go. So that's going to be kind of my goal in terms of like for next year's really just fine tuning that personal brand. Um, and I've already found like some great resources. Like if you have ever heard of Adobe Behance, um, it's an awesome site, very minimal setup, but you can post like your projects, you can build a portfolio site with it. And so if you have a creative cloud membership, it's free. So I'm like experimenting with that to kind of have just kind of a hub of all my stuff. And I can put like, you know, things I'm working on, you know, blogging again, I think I'm going to do it through medium, um, just so I have like less upkeep with the blog and stuff. And then obviously the podcast. Um, so I really want to just, you know, sit down and try to sit down at least every week and talk to you guys and, you know, engage with you and just, you know, verbally dump my ideas. Cause obviously with COVID, like, none of us are really going out and seeing a whole ton of people. So I think the internet's a really awesome place to get to just do that and just, you know, hear from others and listen to others and, you know, get some ideas from others. So yeah, so that that's my spiel on how I'm pivoting my business, myself, you know, my creativeness. Um, so far, so great. Um, I can't wait to see, you know, what else is going to be coming, like come the new year and everything. But the big key I think is I have to do things when I want to do them. Like not when I'm like, oh, I need to have set amount of blogs come out every week. I need to have a set amount of podcasts or whatever. Um, but just a doing like what I can, when I want, like this weekend, I knew I was like, I'm in a great mood. Like I want a podcast. So here I am Sunday afternoon podcasting. So it's great. And I can't wait to get this up for you guys to listen um, and, you know, just continue to create more. But yeah, so my last segment that I want to share before I wrap up is things I've wanted to get into. One, art journaling. So if you guys are familiar with Katie Bellotti, 
oh my gosh, her art journaling is amazing. I love her art journaling. Like she does these like journal with me videos and she'll post her spreads on like Instagram and stuff. And I'm just like, I love it. I want to get into it and like just kind of figure out a way I'm dabbling in it. Like I did one spread. I want to say it was like either last weekend or the weekend before and it turned out okay, but again, done, not perfect. Um, So I kind of want to just dabble into it more and get the tools I need and all that stuff. Uh, So that's definitely one thing I want to start getting into. Um, Huga, um, it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, but I think I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Huga um, from what I've seen is that that way of living and decor. I've also seen, you know, a lot of inspiration on Instagram for kind of like the style of decor. And I'm like, I love it because it's, you know, just cozy and homey and stuff. Like I'm moving into a new place soon. So I should, um, I'm kind of playing around with that for decor, like a lot of knits, a lot of candles, a lot of, you know, just texture. So I kind of want to see that. I definitely want to create some mood boards around it. So that's like something I'm also super into from a home and decor standpoint. And then of course, blogging again. Um, if you guys have been around for a while, especially some of my friends, you probably remember my life is like a Greek cup of coffee blog I used to have in college um, that I would just, you know, blog about what was going on, like how my month, like my month updates, like things that I was passionate about. And that's like what I want to get into again. Like not so much having like set things like, you know, three trends for fall, winter, but more of like, okay, like here's what I've experienced and here's what I have a thought on that I want to share, which I think why Medium's like a great platform for it because then, you know, it ends up in a queue with a bunch of other people so people can see it and you don't need to specifically subscribe to the blog and stuff like that. Plus, it's also just a platform for me to just write without having to worry about the cosmetic aspects of the blog. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, me trying to pick a theme or me spending hours doing this. I can just, you know, write put a link to my profile and call it a day. So maybe this week I'll write, I'm kind of itching to, um, just kind of more of a like life update sort of thing, kind of like this podcast, but we'll see. Um, and I think it's also going to be great to share some of my like travel stuff, um, as well, like photo stories and just trip stuff and I always do throwbacks. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, so after a whopping 50 minutes here, which is, great. I don't think I've ever recorded this long. I'm gonna, you know, call it it for this episode. So thank you so, so much for listening. And I hope you all have a great week and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.